You said Y-E-S to buying an HDB flat together. Now, there's another three letters to take note of. I-L-Y? <laughs> I know, B-T-O. No, H-F-E. You need a valid HDB flat eligibility letter if you're applying for your BTO flat. It takes about a month to process your HFE application. So, if you haven't gotten an HFE letter, apply at homes.hdb.gov.sg. That's H-O-M-E-S dot H-D-B dot G-O-V dot S-G. Hello and welcome to Symphony Uncensored, the show where we talk about all things classical music in a very unclassical way. We're your hosts, Gerald and Andrew. Hey, hey, welcome. Hello, hello. hello. Welcome <laughs> to another episode of Symphony Uncensored. Yes. And today we're going to talk about um, something that we've been talking about over the past few episodes. Mm. Classical crossover. Oh yeah, we've been mentioning it a lot right? over a the lot, past few episodes. A lot, yeah. a lot. And uh, the topic is, it's classical crossover music ruining the face of pure classical music. But before we go into that, what technically is a classical crossover? Mm. Very good question, mm. actually. A classical crossover to be, it yeah. can be a classical musician playing pop mm-hmm. or a pop musician trying to a pop musician trying to do classical music. Uh cross that will be a crossover as well. Yeah. Actually the, the, the boundaries are, you know, there, there are no no boundaries. Yeah. yeah. In you, fact. You know what's my definition? What? <laughs> Cheap classical music. No. no, 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 no. Music that is confused. <laughs> 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 like a split personality, you know? Uh, oh, dear. Uh, I'm kind of classical, but not really classical. Mm. Pop, nah, not really pop. So I don't know. I'll just call myself classical crossover. Yeah, I know. <laughs> a lot of classical a lot of classical music lovers, are, they're not very partial to classical crossovers. No, right? uh, they consider it a cheapening of the art. Oh, oh yes. really? Yeah? <laughs> a cheapening of the art. <laughs> but you know what? Mm. I think that classical crossovers can be used to draw people into the w- real world of classical music. Don't you think? I think for me, it happened to me. Yeah, that's right? how you came to classical music, didn't For opera. Mm. For opera, right? right. How, how I started to appreciate opera. But how did you start listening to classical music then? Well, that's a very good question. Yeah. You know? Now that you asked me, it's like my, my, my mind drew a Draws blank. to a blank. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. How did I start? No, I think I was exposed to it uh, through, you know, my, my piano lessons, mm. right? And then listening to different uh, orchestral music as well via CDs, DVDs, and slowly started to uh, slowly starting to appreciate it. I think that was how I was drawn into it. You know, I have a friend, right, mm-hmm. who took piano lessons as a kid. Oh. And uh, every time she played a Bach yeah. prelude or yeah. what, a fugue or whatever, yeah. she, she gets PTSD, bro. Ah, why? Yeah, because you know it brings her back to her <laughs> torturous childhood as a piano student, and right. she had to play all these pieces Ayoh. for the examination. So every time she turns on to uh, Symphony Nine Two Four, yeah. she hears a Bach oh, no. piano piece. Oh no! Oh, she goes into this, uh, you know, war with me. Poor oh, thing. I'm sitting outside the exam hall and all that. So it can be pretty traumatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poor thing, poor thing. But Very yeah, I thing. think you know what classical crossovers can draw people yes, into the can. world of classical music, but to get people to really stick to it, 
to be entrenched into the real world of classical music, I think classical crossovers uh, themselves would not be able to do that. Now, if you ask a lot of classical uh, musicians who have done the crossover, mm. I'm talking about people who have started in the classical world and yeah. then they sort of like move into classical crossover. Yeah. They will tell you that their aim in playing classical crossover music is to draw people into the classics. Yes. That is one of their aims. Yes. Of course, they love to make the music and they love, you know, the genre. They love the beat and everything that yep. comes with it. Yep. But one of the aims that they have in mind mm. is to bring in people from uh, to classical right. music. Yeah. Right. Do you think it's successful? Yeah, I technique? think some of them, really? some of them succeed. Like, yeah, like, some of them like succeed. which uh, artists? I would say David Garrett. Off, off the okay. Because David Garrett started off as a bona fide classical uh -huh. musician. Yes. And then he moved into crossover and then he played rock classical. He brought rock right. and classical together. Right. And a lot of people uh, came to classical music because of him. Really? Yeah. So oh. like he plays uh, Beethoven's Fifth, for example, the, uh -huh. the opener of our symphony yep. uncensored. <laughs> he plays <laughs> it in the rock style. Yes. And people say, wow, you know, such a powerful piece of music. Right. And he plays it so powerfully. I would like to get to know what the original is. Right. And that sort of like piques their curiosity. Mm. And then they come into the world of classical music. And I think that's a good route. Mm. It doesn't really work all the time, I must yeah. say. But yeah, if it works, it works. So he is an example of a good classical crossover artist. Yeah, I would say right. uh, he's still respected. I mean, he's right. still a respected name. Vanessa May right. is still respected. Okay, um, But they're not respected as classical musicians, right? No, because all these people had classical music background. I mean, Vanessa May started playing classical right. music. Right. I mean, pure classical music. We're talking about, you okay, know, not okay. crossovers. Yep, and then yep. later on, the, the careers took a little turn. Mm -hmm. uh, so did David Garrett. Mm -hmm. And uh, Lindsay Sterling is another famous classical crossover violinist. Yes. And she's also been bringing people, but now she's gone deeper into the classical really? crossover and deeper, deeper, deeper wow. means she's being, beginning to get more experimental oh, in that sense. Okay. So it's good. They find their own way. They find their own right. route. If you ask me whether Vanessa May is going to, you know, play in a concert right. hall of Beethoven violin concert, I doubt it. Mm. I doubt that she will. Yeah. But yeah. I don't think that David Garrett would be averse mm. to you know, performing in a concert hall with an orchestra and Probably they still come back to their roots. Yeah. Right. Now, I'm going to ask a very controversial question mm. because you, you mentioned that um, these musicians say that, oh, I'm going to classical crossover mm. because, you know, I want to bring more people into classical music and mm. things like that. And make a lot of money. Ah, so that's the question. Oh, really? <laughs> and I preempted you. That's the question because, like, is it really that case or is it because the money is better? Uh, in classical crossover oh, that music. is so hard. I right. mean, you, you know, if the money is so good, m people like Mari Pariah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Vengerov, yeah. and these people, they should have gone to do crossovers long, oh, long ago. Okay. You know, okay. so I... So the money is that good? I don't know. It's better. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. But maybe if you sell more records, because, you know, you make your money yeah. through selling records, yes, yes, yes. right? Um, mm -hmm. Having a record deal. Mm -hmm. Uh, that will bring you, you know, somebody. Yeah, yeah. But if you remain pure as a classical musician and you get to play in concerts and you yeah. get to record as well, um, I don't know, dollar for dollar, I don't know which is better because I don't know any um, crossover mm -hmm. 
musicians in that sense to ask them, hey, how much do you earn? <laughs> is it better to play crossover? And if it is, then just ditch classical music and go to crossover. You earn more money, better for you. Actually, even if you were their friend, you wouldn't ask them, like, how much are you making? <laughs> Actually, I would. Would you? <laughs> I have no shame. <laughs> All right, so we, we've covered some of the uh, good classical crossover musicians. Are there mm. any bad ones? So, you know, I won't let, name them. I but. mean, let, let me just say this because uh, I'm just exposed to all these classical crossover music through our program. Yeah. Uh, the, the music that's programmed into our system, right? Yeah. And you are the one who, who programs the music. Mm. So, to me, it's like, wow, they're all really good. Mm. So, who are the bad ones and why are they bad? No, I think a bad. Uh, I. I, I I can't name you names right, of okay. bad uh, classical <laughs> crossover performances because I'll, you know, we'll yep. probably have to close down. <laughs> Get <laughs> to an opinion. <laughs> but I think it's all a matter of taste. You know, there are some right. people who like David Garrett playing some rock Beethoven. Some people don't like him at all. It's like, right. why are you selling out? The word is sell out. Mm. Why are you selling out classical music? Can't you play pure classical music? Is it your technique is not good enough for the real right. classics? So you have to play... You know, all these things. Yeah. Uh, look at Sarah Brightman, okay? Mm. To me, she's the queen of classical vocal crossover mm. because a lot of people listen to Sarah Brightman uh, ever since she started singing Christine in The Phantom of the Opera. Yes. And we thought, wow, this is really a beautiful voice for yeah. Christine, right? Yeah. And then she started to sing things like Omio Babino Caro, which is yeah. famous. Uh, it, it suddenly became a crossover <laughs> aria, right? Well, you hear that all the time on like talent shows. Yeah, because like, you know it's a it's a it's not an easy aria to sing. But if you have a, con, a considerable technique, a voice that you can cope with it. I like how you use the word considerable, <laughs> <laughs> considerable <laughs> technique, a basic technique. <laughs> is what I meant to say. But yeah, you can cope with it. And it's a nice melody. You yes. know, Puccini is always nice to listen to. It's it's pleasant. It's sentimental. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so the crossover people have appropriated O Mio Babino Caro right, right. Uh, from the operatic stars. Uh, but there's nothing wrong with that. If mm -hmm. it's tastefully done, it's uh, beautifully done, I think it should be okay. I mean, it's an right. introduction for other people. Yeah, I guess so. To and enjoy. So I, I guess you, you would support this notion that there is room to accommodate uh, classical crossover music in classical music. Yeah. Right? Yes. But there should be a balance somehow. I mean, you can't have an orchestra playing crossover music all the time, right? They've got to play classical music. What do you think the balance is? I don't know. I think for a symphony orchestra, let's say, um, you know, if you have a national symphony orchestra, sometimes they would like let their hair down a little bit and right. play maybe film music for one evening mm -hmm. or music from the Broadway theatre. Yeah. Um, classical crossover for orchestra, that's a little bit rare. If film they do music, play, do, you, do, you, yeah, do you actually film consider music. film music as crossover? No, no, I don't. Oh, okay. Film music is a separate genre all to its uh, all to all by itself. Right. And uh for me it's an offshoot of classical music. It really is oh. because uh it requires skill in orchestration oh, okay. and it requires a whole different set of skills altogether. Mm. A film music mm. composer has the film they they have visuals to contend with. Yes. And they have to usually um compose the music 
to match the mood of a scene or to to match a particular particular character. So right. it's a very very specific skill. I see. And I have the utmost respect for film music composers. I see. They right. are the good ones. Yeah. They're really fantastic. So I guess, you know, orchestras can perform these works, yes. right? Yes, it's like the it's almost like the crossover for for kinda, right? Yeah, it's kinda, kinda right? Yeah. Yeah. It is kind. And it's like a gateway to classical it music. is because you know like in the UK a lot of uh, young people mm. are starting to tune into classical radio mm-hmm. and it's evident in their surveys because the classical radio stations there play lots of film music mm. you know and they've got a mixed show which is what we do as well so young people please tune into us right <laughs> <laughs> please I'm begging yes. you <laughs> oh you see but yes Gerald I think, is begging uh, <laughs> but yes I think th- there is definitely space for classical crossover music in classical music absolutely it's like what you mentioned a gateway to classical music for those who are not exposed to classical music from a young age yeah, yeah? and it's nice you know to have a, a whole series like on symphony I, I I feel it's nice to have a whole series of classical pieces and then once in a while you hear a crossover it's refreshing yeah it's a refreshing change yeah and uh, if it's done tastefully it's very very good there we go so don't hate on classical crossovers no don't <laughs> don't yeah love it embrace it it. support it (laughs) (laughs) all right that's it for this episode yes thank you for listening we hope to see you again one day hey thank you so much for tuning in to this week's edition of Symphony Uncensored if you'd like to hear more you can subscribe to our podcast on the Be Listen app or through other platforms such as Spotify Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts once again We've been your host, Gerald and Andrew. Till the next time. It's the Takashi Maya Card Day. From Thursday, 16th May to Sunday, 19th May. For just four days, Takashi Maya cardholders can enjoy an additional 10% off and up to 6% voucher rebates on a huge variety of brands and products during this mid-year sale. Join our loyalty program and start enjoying these exclusive privileges. Get ready for the mid-year sale at Takashimaya and shop away. Terms and conditions apply. Brought to you by Takashimaya Department Store.